0: is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast. I have on with me Eric of Spoiling Star Wars with Eric fame, and today, Eric, what are we talking about? Today, we are going to spoil the Attack of the Clones, which was episode two, which would be the, whew,
1: let's do some math, the fifth Star Wars film, theatrically released, if we don't count the special editions, correct? Correct. Not that, you know, and, and, and this is already on a sidebar, were the Ewok movies uh, released in theaters, do you know? They seem like they were made for TV.
0: The, the, those were straight made for TV. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, good. Which was probably also like VHS releases, and those weren't were those Lucas Films? That is an excellent question, and I also am not a hundred percent sure that those went to went to uh, went to VHS. Okay. I don't know that I've ever seen them on VHS. I mean, they might have, and all I right, just well, right. had an encounter. Well, if they are, they it seems like that's fairly rare. I don't know that they're available nowadays, but that's perhaps a different episode.
1: That will be a different episode. But that gets us to Attack the Clones, which, like we were saying, the fifth,
0: the fifth yes. theatrical
1: release, original movie. Todd, I uh, watched this the other day with uh, the youngins. Uh, they they didn't make it all the way through Phantom Menace when we did our original preview.
0: Yeah,
1: they had other they had other things to do. You know, There's, being a nine and a 13 year old, you had lots of stuff to do. They couldn't watch oh, yeah. Attack the Clones. So I said or uh, they couldn't watch Phantom Menace. So I said, well, I'm just watching on my own. And. And they jumped right into Attack of Clones and I kind of gave them. It was really funny because it reminded me of uh, how you told you told the story of how you could watch Star Wars, which is skip Phantom Menace altogether. <laughs> because it's not necessary really. And, and no, I'm like, well no, yeah. that, that that actually worked because I besides I said, Hey, remember the kid in the pod racer? They're like, Yeah. I said, That's that's him. He's a Jedi now. <laughs> That was it.
0: <laughs> I mean, you really, you really don't need a whole lot more than that. Like, like Attack of the Clones. I mean, I, I will rather than rather than continue to uh, degrade Phantom Menace. I, I will choose to give Attack of the Clones credit in that it's easy for you to jump in at that stage and still pick up what you need and and be able to watch it without having seen Phantom Menace. I, I think that's a, a testament to Attack of the Clones. When was the last that's time how- you saw Attack of the Clones? Um, it's probably been a month or so. Um, I started watching it, and then the other day because I knew this was coming up, I I pulled it up on lunch break and kind of skipped around just to you know refresh the memory a little bit. But yeah, it's been a month ago since I saw it end to end. Since
1: you just refreshed your memory, why don't you give us a little synopsis?
0: So Attack the Clones opens with um now Senator Amidala making her way to Coruscant. Um, and they land the ships, and there's an explosion. And spoiler warning, they do not take out Amidala, but rather one of her—I uh, almost said clones, but uh, decoys is the more correct term. Clones will come up later. And so she, you know, goes to now Chancellor Palpatine and talks about you know, how she she almost got killed. And there's a, there's a threat to their planet. It's funny how the Chancellor is actually from Naboo also. So they dispatch Obi Wan and his new Padawan, Anakin to go investigate and, and see what they can get going there, which reunites Anakin and Padme Amidala in the blossoming love interest situation there. Meanwhile, they, they track down the the assassin that was on Coruscant and find a, a dart that was used to kill the assassin, which Obi-Wan traces back to Kamino, and he goes off in a separate direction to investigate that. Whereupon he learns about an army of clones that was ordered apparently by a Jedi that he was not aware of, that are all clones of a famed and notorious bounty hunter, Django Fett. Uh, he encounters him, and that's where we find out that uh, part of the part of Django's deal was to be paid in a unmodified clone of himself, which we find out is Boba Fett. They have a little fight, and and take off to go places. Meanwhile, there's some. Uh, Sickly sweet, poorly dialogued uh, romance <laughs> situations happening with Anakin and Padme, which all kind of culminates with them on, I believe it's Geonosis and they all get captured. There's a there's a huge battle. The, the Jedi are show up in force, but are kind of outnumbered by all the G- Geonosians and the, uh, the battle droids, uh, at which point Yoda shows up with the cavalry in the form of this new clone army. And the Clone Wars begin.
1: Pretty How's good. That, pretty how, good.
0: Is, I'll is, give that, big, is, that, yes, is that a good
1: Eric? That was pretty darn good for for skipping around a month ago. I'm guessing. I, I will mention one little thing that I think is kind of pivotal. Um, okay. You, 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 Anakin decided to kill every uh, Tusken Raider. Oh, yes. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> they, because, of course, because it's a Star Wars movie, they do end up back on Tatooine. I'm trying to. why, why did obligated. Why why did they end up on Tatooine? It's it's well, been a minute. Well,
1: uh, yeah, no. So Anakin was having.
0: He all wanted to visit his mother. That's yeah. Right.
1: It, well, Anakin's having nightmares, real bad nightmares. Can't sleep, having issues, and they're not really sure, you know, what's causing it. And it was referenced earlier when Obi Wan and, and Anakin were hanging out that, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the Force just be, be chill, so to speak. Uh, well, right. he's on Naboo and he can't be chill, you know. So he brings along uh, Padme. They go to uh, they they go to um, Tatooine. Talk with the folks. Turns out uh, his mother was sold, or or married, or what have you. She was she was basically stolen by the Tusken Raiders. She's on her deathbed. He finds her right before she dies. She dies, and he goes he goes full on Darth Vader.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
1: that that's only pivotal because this was a. I mean, he's already breaking a lot of the Jedi rules by falling right. in love and, and you know floating fruit across the table. Yes. You know, you cannot do that. Obi Wan would like, be very angry with him.
0: That's like that's like rule two. Like rule one is be chill. Rule two is that's don't it. float fruit. Rule three is don't fall in love with you know royalty slash senate people. Um,
1: yeah, I think fifty-seven or fifty-eight is like don't mass murder an entire like
0: race of uh, Tuscan yeah. Raiders, regardless yeah. of what they do. So I feel yeah I feel like that should be a subclause of be chill, but you know maybe they get more specific the further down you go.
1: Well, I believe the, the the ancient Jedi texts. I'm not sure if they were destroyed or not. Mm. Um, I believe I believe someone did save them. Uh, spoiler to the spoiler, um, <laughs> to the spoiler. So yes, yes. and w- maybe when we get to that episode, we will read through the top 185 uh, rules of being a Jedi
0: being chill. Number one. Yes. I look forward to that. <laughs>
1: all right. So yeah, you did a good job explaining. I, all right, Todd, I'm just going to tell you right out. I enjoyed attack of the clones far more than I thought I would. And I remember having a, a fond, like I, I remember liking it and I, it slowly, I was like after watching Phantom Menace and just taking on, like I've been putting it off, putting it off. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. And I kind of got that nasty prequel taste in my mouth, but after yeah. watching Attack of the Clones, I was excited. I'm like, I, that was a lot better, and it was, and to me, it was so much better than the first one. And really? I was ready to watch the next one. So maybe I'm a sucker. Maybe it was because you know I think I was 17, watched it in the theaters, and I, I you know, I remember it fondly. Mm-hmm. But I, I give Attack of the Clones a, a nice passing
0: grade, and I, I, I would be fine to recommend that for somebody to watch. No, I and I agree. No, and I and, and I absolutely agree with you. I th- I think that Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith are both are both good movies. I think that they suffer from, you know, the prequel taint. Like just The Phantom Menace had so many things going against it and and left people with such a bad taste in their mouth. You you ended up with some aftertaste that gets associated with the whole trilogy that I think if you look at it subjectively it's it's not as bad as a lot of people make it out to be, and it's and in our case, it's not as bad as you remember it, for whatever for, you know. Having some time passed and having some fresh eyes on it, and you're kind of taking it as you know on its own as it is. It's, it's 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 a good movie. It's it's got it's got lots of good action. It's got a good good plot line to it. Um, you know the visual effects are stunning. Like I said, my key concern with Attack of the Clones is. Back again to the some of the writing and the dialogue like if they would have workshopped pretty much any and all of Anakin's lines and and Padme like that whole thing is just it's just awkward like spoiler warning at the end they get married but there's nothing in the storytelling and the dialogue that leads up to that point that really makes that make sense other than you kind of know it's going to happen because the two of them need to get together because Luke needs to get born because, you know, so on and so forth. But like, that's the one piece that, that kind of falls apart for me. Like Ewan McGregor's portrayal of Obi-Wan is fan-fucking-tastic. I, you know, I can't, can't speak of that highly enough. The way, the way that they incorporated, you know, the clones into it. Cause I mean, again, if you think back to, you know, the old timers like me, who have been Star Wars fans forever, they make references to the Clone Wars. In the first movie, you know, he's like, oh, you fought with my father in the Clone Wars. No one knew what the Clone Wars were. I had always assumed, and I think this is true for a lot of people, that Obi-Wan and Luke's father were fighting against the clones. So, you know, the reveal that you get in Attack of the Clones where it's like, oh, no, the clones were on our side was kind of new at the time. And I think they worked that in pretty well. Yeah, I thought it was a cool twist.
1: I actually so I know I know you promised no show notes, okay? <laughs> but I took some show notes for my for my own Because I said I said I'm I'm sitting here watching this. The least I can do is pull out my iPhone and just take some notes in case we get to a
0: conversation
1: and Listen. I have some
0: pointers. All right. Listen. The no show notes thing, a, is more a reference to me because I just don't have, the, haven't spent that kind of time, and previously was busy driving and wouldn't be able to refer to them anyway. But mainly, it's just to set set proper expectations for the listener that this is maybe not the most organized thing you're going to listen to today. If you wow. want to have show notes, there's, there, there, not a single one of the 185 rules of the Jedi says no show notes, Eric. You okay, are, you good. are in the clear. good. The sacred text. <laughs> All right, well, I'm not saying the show notes are great. I'm just saying
1: <laughs> one of my show notes was Wish Anakin Wouldn't Talk.
0: <laughs> so, no, that's, yeah. So that, no.
1: like, yes, that was very awful. Uh, he, he didn't, and I'm not going to blame, and I believe his name is Hayden Christensen.
0: Is that correct, Todd? Yes. I, no, I believe that's correct. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't believe it's his either. fault. He's,
1: like, he's doing the best with
0: what he's given. And
1: but. I can understand some of his like tirades they made him to be a whiny teenager which makes him out to be a wh- like they might have pulled that off a little too good because he is super annoying you, you know <laughs> right. you, you don't really i don't necessarily empathize with him or feel his frustrations he he's talking to padme about packing up and leaving and then he goes on this giant tirade about how obi-wan won't listen and he's this and that and this and i'm like that was kind of out of nowhere <laughs> oh, yeah. So, no, he, I'm like, man, no, he's, does. He, he really hate yeah. this guy or, you know, and it just didn't make sense. And it felt like they shoehorned it in because they needed to make Anakin slowly turn or, or yet not slowly turn. They needed to make him like, oh, wait, you know, he was just a little boy in this movie. But now you have to see where he's starting to turn. So that way, in the next movie, it, it comes out. And I don't feel like the dialogue in those things. You know, him murdering a bunch of Tusken Raiders would have been enough to show that he has yeah. rage, and that's all what Yoda was talking about anyway. I didn't need right. the whiny teenager bits, or, or or Defiant. If there was one moment that made me just uncomfortable, well, that, right off no. the get-go, when he was meeting with uh, – Obi-Wan and Anakin were meeting with Padme and her security, and they right. start arguing amongst themselves about the, the whole – what they're going to do, like – no, right. we're here obviously to find it. And I said, wow, that was, um, if I was in a sales meeting and I took a manager or a team and they started arguing, we'd have lost that pitch. A- oh, yeah. And I just felt super uncomfortable. I'm like, well, these are Jedi's. They would know better not to do that. If they can read a freaking oh. room and they can tell if a slug is in a different, you know, in the different room just crawling, they would be able to say, oh, this is super uncomfortable for other people. So that, that is my beef, obviously horrible sales tactics. I would not take Anakin on a sales call with me. He would not be able to pitch a well, website or, or television advertising <laughs> or anything.
0: No. Well, and I mean, it, it's, it's interesting that you take that from like the, the sales pitch end, cause that's, you know, kind of your background and where you come from. I, I kind of look at that from more of a, a military kind of a stance because okay. the Jedi, the Jedi aren't necessarily sure. a military order, but there, there is a hierarchy. There is a chain of command. There is, you know, you know. There are 185 rules for crying out loud, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. and, you know, if you don't sass your superiors and you sure as hell don't do it in front of, you know, other people or civilians or whatever, like oh boy, Anakin would have gotten lit up if that, you know, you know what I mean? It, it's just, that's not done. And, and you're trained. To not do that like you might disagree and you might want to have words with that person but you wait for the the time and place to do it you don't flex for your girlfriend like because you know that is not going to end well for you like you That's just know it. this is this is not the route to go you know and like what you were saying with the whole you know Tuscan Raider thing and, and, all, and all that like one of the Jedi big big deals is you know control. Like self-control, mm-hmm. awareness of your surroundings, you know. But like that's that's an inherent part of be chill is be be aware of what you've got going on, and and keep keep it keep it under wraps. And yes, part of going to the dark side is losing that, and it makes perfect sense that you know you're in a Tusken Raiders tent and your mother just died in your arms. That's gonna flip the switch and you're gonna go dark side all over their asses, which they then you know show you. He lights up the the lightsabers and you know what the hell is happening. Like I, I get all that. What I don't get is the, you know, he's he's back at the the Lard homestead and he's all, you know, lamenting what he's done and Padme walks in. I mean, in yeah, what world I didn't get that. Yeah. In <laughs> what world does your girlfriend come upon you and say what's going on and you go so far as to say, you know, I slaughtered them like like beasts? Like, okay, maybe maybe you say that. Do you then go on to clarify, you know, in case she missed the subtext, you point out specifically that also the women and children, nobody's doing that. Like y- you were a psychopath at that point. You haven't just, you know, crossed a line. You have dove headfirst off the edge of the cliff it, to your girlfriend. Like none of that makes sense to me. And yeah. it wasn't well, nec- like I said, and that's that's odd writing that to me is a I don't trust the audience to pick up on the subtlety of he just wiped out an entire mm-hmm. village. I need to yeah. drive that home. And it's like, eh, yeah, okay. Ease, ease up there, buddy. Um, Even if
1: he killed, here's the thing, is if he killed five, he killed three, but he didn't need to, I guess. And that would have right. been
0: breaking the Jedi
1: code and showing, they, oh, at this point in time, he's fallen in love. We've already des- decided he's not allowed to do that. He's floating right. objects. you know. Now he's killing people. We, we know that he is turning. We didn't really need much more. We didn't need the no. defiance. You know, and if there was a defiance, it could have been in the hallway talking where after the fact he would have said, Obi-Wan, well, I don't think we're right here. We're obviously do this. It didn't need to be in front. But, you know, needless to say, there there are, were some flaws, but I think um, I think we're going to take a break and we come back. I will talk about some of the um, parts of the movie that I absolutely enjoyed. What do you say?
0: I think that's a good plan.
1: All right. And we are back. Todd, uh, we talked maybe about the dialogue, maybe some of the. Some of the parts of the movie, maybe the writing that we didn't love, but I'll tell you something I did love, and that was I absolutely loved the chase scene at the beginning of the movie. I remember oh, yeah. seeing that in the theaters, and there was so much going on, and it was – I mean, it was a CGI masterpiece to me because at this point oh, in time, 2002, yeah. you know, we've seen CGI, and some of it's done well, and some of it's so-so, but man, there was so much going on, and it made it look like a thriving city – and there were, there were vehicles flying in your face, and, and it was very tense, and I thought it was super, super well done. And although, yes, it was a little long, I guess, like it didn't necessarily happen, didn't need to happen for, to move the plot. Like they could have easily just found the person, you know, because at this point in time, they're chasing this, this bounty hunter's bounty hunter. Right. And trying to figure, right. and they're chasing, and it went on maybe for five or six minutes, but I think that was just like, hey, look at what we can do. And a d- and I wasn't awfully mad about it.
0: No, no, I think I think it was I think it was very well executed. And it, Coruscant, is described as a planet that like the entire planet is a city, like it's it's not just you know a big metropolis on a planet like the planet is the metropolis, and I think they sold that very well with that sequence by having them you know zip through as much distance as they covered and showing everything they they did and the you know the the depth like the literal depth the multiple layers that that show up from that chase and yeah the visuals were were stunning i think it was, i think it was fantastic and it really sold it and you say okay maybe the chase went on a little 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 longer than it needed to I don't know that I ever necessarily got that sense. I think probably because I was so taken in with the sequence as a whole, but Star Wars to to sort of break it down and and go stupid meta on it, and if that's not what this podcast is for, I don't know what is. In in any given good Star Wars movie, you're going to have you're going to have a lightsaber battle, you're going to have a space battle. You're going to have, you know, there there's always a chase of some sort or something that is that is chase-like. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? In in Empire they were, you know, it was, it was essentially a chase through the asteroid belt. Yes. In Jedi, they were chasing through the forests of Endor. I guess in Phantom Menace, it was a pod race. That's kind of, that's chasey. You know, (laughs) it gives you the same,
1: same effect. No, it's the same vibe. I would say this was similar to a pod race in a weird way. I mean, it's chasey, but like, it had the elements of surprise and danger.
0: And, you know, as a person who who plays, you know, the role playing game and is often a game master for such like when they're you know in the books where they're like, you know, here's how to create adventures. They, they strongly suggest like most of your adventures should probably have a chase sequence in them because that is very Star Wars. And so to me, it fit in really well. Like I said, the, the visuals on it were just amazing. I enjoyed it very thoroughly.
1: I, I thought it was cool that you know there you were there were elements where you like you could see the the flashing billboards and I, I don't know if it was a Vegas I've never been to Vegas what would it remind you of like it would have been a downtown um, New York you know with the billboards yeah. yeah and I thought it was cool they had like politicians and it was like creatures that you've noticed from the canteen or, or that like that subset yeah. saying oh we're gonna you know vote for me or whatever in their arabesque I thought that was super cool I I enjoyed it. And I don't think it was too long, in my perspective. I never said, "Hey, this is going on too long." I just know that they could have, if they wanted to cut off four or five minutes of the film, that's probably where they could have done it.
0: Oh you know? uh, yeah, okay, fair enough, fair enough.
1: That, that you gotcha. know, when when it comes to the cutting room floor, and they said, "Well, this is running a little long. We got to figure out what we can take out," that's where I would have probably went with it. Also yeah. reminding me, so they also go into a can a bar. I'm not going to call it a cantina. Right. And I have a couple. I have a couple, not issues, but I have a couple suggestions. I just think if they used practical effects, these the creatures in that bar or whatever would have been so much more memorable. I really do. I mean, eh, because there was yeah. opportunities. There were so many opportunities because they're running through the streets and they run into this bar area looking for the the uh, shapeshifter. And, and I mean, there are mostly there. There were probably some practical effects. I do feel that there were probably some people wearing some masks or whatever, but they just didn't stand out and they didn't highlight them as well as they did in a cantina. And it just felt yeah. a little, you know, it felt like a missed opportunity for people like me who, like, live and die for that stuff. That's what I enjoy. New creatures to learn about and, and cool-looking costumes, so to speak. So I feel like they missed an opportunity there. And I'll tell you the no. one thing that really ticked me off, and this will be no surprise to you, and this might have been the first time I noticed it. All right, they walk into the bar, and there's the TVs going on. Perfectly fine, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the middle TV, I believe, are droids looking like clone droids or not clone droids, the battle droids playing right. goddamn football, playing goddamn football, Todd. No, <laughs> See, th- no, see, stop it. Just stop that bullshit. We don't need it. All right. They don't need to be rolling see, around people betting on it. No, this this is it's unheard of and pisses me off like a two headed monster, you know, from the, the pod race. So see, it's Eric's, it's funny Eric's you say that. Get that TV out of here.
0: Because, I was, as you were talking about about the bar, people in it, I was thinking that extra detail kind of helps, sort of bring it bring it to life. <laughs> I, I get you've got beef with the sports ball making its way in, and I and I can I can get with you on that. But they, they had a couple of other things going on there, much like you'd find if you went into like an American sports bar, and and to me that added. Uh, you know sort of an extra level because one of the one of the things i've always liked about star wars is that level of realism things aren't all just shiny and and, and flashy like in flash gordon or or whatever does get gritty and there are you know little details like that 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 kind of give it depth and bring it to life i had no idea that you were going to be this uh this angsty about the, the droid ball or whatever that's,
1: well, they could have, I, I get it. You know, football's popular. We knew what it was right off the get go. When we, when I looked at that screen, it was a green field. I don't have a problem with like having sports televisions and, and the, the whole vibe, oh, the whole death stick stuff. That was fine. Like that doesn't bother me one bit. I just felt like you could, you could have easily made something look like a sport similar to football, but not being a complete ripoff of football with stupid droids. It was just like, all right, here's five droids in front, one in back, there's a quarterback, they hike the ball, and then somebody sacks and it breaks it in half as it, it was like a murdering tackle. Just wasn't necessary. I it drives me crazy. Maybe it's just because when I come to Star Wars, I want fantasy. I don't maybe want, like, it's not, like, what's the odds? And I guess it's, it, I guess there are higher odds, I guess, than, than maybe necessary or, or i originally thought but why would you know they come up with football on the galaxies far far away i just doesn't make sense to
0: me. <laughs> you know maybe I mean, there's maybe still it's one many, of those many universal countries. truths eric yeah. i don't know no
1: no because we we're the world the globe earth we we don't all the countries don't even play football because it's it's uniquely almost american and it's because right. it's a it's a very it's it's not like a normal sport where it's like, all right, baseball, you throw something, you try to hit it with a bat. That makes sense, right? It just seems like that's what we do. Football, on the other hand, is like, yeah, you could throw a prolonged like, shaped ball, but the way it was formatted with people and, you know, tackling and I don't know, whatever. <laughs> we'll, move, we'll move on before, before I get Yeah. There. But I did love that scene and hated the droid football. That was show notes right there. there okay. We'll move to Geonosis unless you have other things or you want to get me started back up on uh, droid football.
0: You can go to Geonosis. I think that skips past Camino. And the only oh, thing I, I I would like to say, to say there is... You got anything to say about
1: Camino? Yeah, give me some um, Camino talk.
0: I enjoyed the clone facility. I think they did a pretty good job with the CGI and, you know, taking basically oh, two yeah. actors. What well, well, oh, I guess yeah. three, because they, they had... The, <laughs> the guy mid. who played Django and they mm-hmm. cloned him off a bunch of things. And then they had the kid who's also, you know, Boba. I think, I feel like they had like a teenage version. I think so. Playing a teenage version that they cloned off and just the, the sort of montage or, or sequence where they're going through and watching them all, you know, get trained. And they did a good job of taking that one actor and cloning him off a million times and having them do, you know, different things to where it was, it was convincing. Uh, and I think that was, that was good and then i also enjoyed the you know the battle between Django and obi-wan i thought that was that was pretty solid was um, a cool planet. Definitely... it was a
1: cool planet it was like a rain yeah. planet right i mean it just rains all the time it was almost it was it, it was i mean it was
0: it was definitely a water water world um, i don't mm-hmm. know if, if it necessarily rains all the time or if it just happened to be super rainy you know the day obi-wan was there but it was it was nice to see a battle in you know, with sort of environmental <laughs> effects thrown in. it you know, oh, I was going to say, not place, sand? Not in the rain. <laughs> well, there, there I thought they that. were going to do that on
1: Tatooine, or Jakku, or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no,
0: no there, there, there's definitely a, uh, a recurring theme of sand that happens. But Hold no, right, I, we
1: could have done snow. Could have been Hoth, or, well, yeah. or the worst, whatever the secondary planet is, with the the, the salt mine or whatever.
0: Right, right. Uh,
1: no, this was good. That was good. But no, that that that's all I've got on 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 camino.
0: I well, I, I, believe, I enjoyed all of that.
1: I believe after the um, after Obi Wan left, they started making iPhones because that seems like the perfect location to, to like house Apple. It was the... <laughs> <laughs> so they they were making clones, and uh, I thought that was I, I did like that. I thought that was a cool little twist. I thought it, uh, introduction of uh, Boba Fett was interesting, uh, probably not necessary, but interesting. I will say the chase scene where he must is that the slave 1 or is that the slave 2 and i'm referring to the ship that Django was was
0: uh, flying it's it's definitely a fire spray oh yeah technical names oh yeah i'm 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 deep into the nonsense my friend but no i think that's slave 1 because if that wasn't slave 1 then what boba had later would have been the slave 2 and and i will say in the expanded universe there actually is a slave 2 so either the one Django is toting around is either Slave Zero, or I think it's, I think it's the same ship. I, th- I, think, I think Boba just inherited his dad's ship, and that's, that's how that works.
1: I mean, you think about it. He dies there. How does he get off of that planet? It doesn't seem like those gnat-type those beings are going to like, treat him well. He was in the cockpit. He was screaming... You know, but that was one thing that drove me nuts during the chase scene. Boba was just like, get him, dad, get him. And I'm like, man, if I was yeah. Django, I would have had to shut the hell up, kid.
0: Like <laughs> <we're>... <laughs> Let me <laughs> do know my what I'm thing. Doing. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: you know, dialogue is always a problem for me. There wasn't, it wasn't necessary. Just, there's some cool music on there and shut Boba up. Uh, he talked more in this movie than any, than any other franchise. That's true. So, so Geonosis basically, you know, oddly enough, I remember... The whole making of the droid scene, like the Foundry. I remember right. playing that a lot in Lego Star Wars. So that must have been like a big it oh, oh. must have been a a a nice scene or whatever. Because I said, Oh, this brings back memories of Lego Star Wars for some reason. And oh, yeah. The the Foundry scene was fine. I didn't mind it. There was some nice, nice little funny effects with C3PO and R2 D2. By the way, we did get C three PO back and he was dirty yes. as shit. Uh, when, oh, yeah. when they found him. But he did have armor, so he's a little less naked.
0: Oh yeah, no that that's a good thing.
1: No, that was kind of cool though. I enjoyed, I you know the foundry scene, and essentially
0: then it uh, becomes a giant the, gladiator battle. Yeah, I, I I like the foundry sequence. I I think they kind of overdid it a bit with the C three PO piece. Oh yeah, yeah. Like like I mean, that's like as a, as a gag, I mean as a gag where he loses his head and they get swapped out. You know I'm not going to get into the you know the technical concerns of these are two completely different classifications of droid which do not have hot swappable heads. This is a little ridiculous. Like I'll I'll play along for that, but it's it's that the gag went on for so long, and that C three PO turned into a series of dad jokes all the way through the whole foundry thing and on into the gladiator fight until you know eventually you know the fight's over and like there were there was a bit of that that was just a shade too much for me,
1: <laughs> like too much like, yeah no, I would have been okay with the head swapping and then that be it. Now, right. I know you didn't like, you know, you, you're you're trying to say, hey, you know, this is how would those wires line up? That you can't right. do that. But yeah, I'll give a little disbelief there and I'll be OK yeah. with it. I understand it. It was fine. I'm sure the kids would enjoy it. And
0: that was if, oh, yeah. if that is this this movie's Jar Jar. That's cool. That's You know, yeah. that's fine. I, I can deal with it. Like I said, I'm not going to boycott Attack of the Clones because of, you know, the C-3PO dad jokes. But yes. at the same time, eh, you, you, if they'd have cut that down by like a third, I think I'd have been way right. better
1: with it. Well guess you know. hey guess what I noticed in the in the Gladiator sequence. Guess who got jacked up by a giant like uh, ram type or not ram creature like a rhino creature? The Mandalorian. So I thought that was pretty cool because that Mandalorian came and jacked him up and just speared him and I believe that's oh, yeah. the same type of beast, a maybe modified version. You yeah. Know, I, I don't Could be. I don't know Could if, be. If, if I don't know if that beast um this one had like three horns and I don't remember if in The Mandalorian it had three horns. Either way, I was like, oh yeah, Mandalorians hate those things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. And that was that was the sequence I just watched the other day at lunch, was the, uh, was the, the gladiator. The, the, the big gladiatorial combat. Which was good stuff. It's it's nice to see that many late lightsabers. In oh yeah.
1: It,
0: it also kind of, you know, in the rewatch, it kind of undercuts that all those battle droids really need to get their OS's upgraded because there was so much blaster fire happening, mm-hmm. and they were so oh, not hitting anybody. Like, okay, you're a yes. Jedi, and you've got lightning-fast reflexes, and you've got a laser sword, you can deflect these things, and that's all in your favor, but when you've got 30 droids per Jedi, one of them's gonna hit, or these guys really just need an upgrade. That's all I'm saying. Um, I agree.
1: Uh, even the big, the big, um, like, the double droids, like, I don't know, they look more like huge, buffed-up uh, individuals. Yeah. I, yeah. With, you know, those ones were still missing. So, like, I mean, I get it. You know, Jedis are badass, but yeah, you're right. But they, I did I did see some Jedi's dead. So oh, yeah. I was like, it would have been weird if there were like no one that died. And I knew one right. of them was killed by Jango when he was trying to murder Dooku. Right. Uh, by the way, I will give a little shout out and you might be able to fill the name in. The green Jedi with the cool tentacle looking things with the black eyes.
0: I want to say Kit Fisto.
1: Yes, you're right. I, 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 okay. You're absolutely right. I. It was on the tip of my tongue. I kept <laughs> on saying like Kip. And yeah, Kit Fisto, yeah. that he's he's awesome. I've always enjoyed oh, yeah. him. He was my favorite Jedi of the prequels. Just he has a cool look, and maybe that'd be awesome if they they uh, bring some of his species out, and maybe some oh, of yeah. the newer, newer Mandalorians or whatever features they have, because I thought that was cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Overall, then we get uh, the battle in a battle scene between um, Yoda, uh, which was I remember the first time I saw it was amazing. Yoda. Oh is, yeah. A, a ball of fire he walks up you know he's all crippled you know can barely walk and then
0: then you can't even see him because he's so freaking fast
1: he's like a spider oh monkey. yeah
0: oh yeah oh no he, he's he's absolutely badass and yeah it, i think everyone who saw that was like what what is happening because yeah he's he's portrayed as this, you know, slow sort of fragile sort of thing and then all of a sudden he's got a lightsaber and he's a freaking pinball wizard bouncing all over the place and just wrecking shit. No, it was it was fantastic. I, I was very very impressed with the Jedi master and his his skills. Yeah.
1: I agree. So I so I guess where I got lost a little bit. So if you think about the politics of this movie and I'm going uh-huh. to try sem- to I'm going to explain it to you and you can correct me because I'm probably wrong. So, Palpatine has this giant play
0: game-, okay. game plan.
1: His game plan is to take control of the Galactic Senate, become an emperor, and then do whatever the hell he wants. Now, I, you know, so his whole idea was create conflict, a mastermind conflict between two parties, create right. two different armies, create a war in which he can, you know, he just had faith that he'd be able to move his way up the chain. Which he did successfully, and right. then because he's kind of in control of both of
0: these camps, correct? Oh, I mean, essentially, like he's he he is kind of the commander in chief for both both sides of this conflict. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. And what Doku Doku actually found out, or was given information that the Senate was controlled by a Sith, because Doku is a former Jedi, correct?
0: Yeah, it is correct. He was actually he, he, he was actually. He was actually Qui-Gon's Jedi master. Yes. And so
1: he basically finds out and gets all these other people aboard. And truth be told, he's actually correct. If if the Jedi's would have went with him, Palpatine probably could have been shut down. Is that right? Because this is the first time I actually thought about that.
0: Uh, I mean, in in theory, yes. Because if Dooku could have convinced the Jedi that you know there was something amiss in the Senate, it wouldn't have solved the problem of, you know, the Trade Federation and, and all those folks being in opposition to the to the Republic. Like they would have had to have sorted that out. Sure. But it might it, it might not have necessarily gone to full scale war like it did. And but he also wasn't he people. wasn't
1: he wasn't the the secondary he wasn't a Darth Maul's replacement, was he?
0: Oh he yeah. Work-
1: oh, so he was working with the Sith. Okay. Yeah
0: he his his backstory, and this is a very rough approximation, is, um, you know, he he didn't leave the Jedi Order because he was a Sith. He left the Jedi Order for for other reasons, like it's just a, yeah, this isn't working for me kind of a thing, mm-hmm. and and went off to be to be a count, and slowly sort of got some dark side ness happening, and then once Maul was gone, Palpatine got with him and said, okay. hey, right. I need a I need a new guy you're, you're pretty handy with the force and I can, I can smell the dark side on you. How about we work together? And I, I, okay. help you, you know, boost right, so that. It,
1: was, it was doomed either way. I was, I looked at, it and I
0: said, I think Do- Dooku was like telling the truth. And,
1: and I couldn't necessarily oh, he, get the, the vibe of, well, if he's working with dark side, dark side, then he's not necessarily, he was telling the truth, but not, but only so that way he could recruit. Uh, it seemed to me like he was trying to I mean, recruit Obi-Wan.
0: Oh, I think he was. They didn't but, kill him. Uh, but, I mean, the, the tricky bit is is we can't know because things played out the way that they did and therefore you don't know how things could have gone. But I guess the thing is, is yes, Dooku was dark side and he was Sith, but there, there are two other things that come into play there. One being that the Sith are evil and part of their evil is power, hunger, and selfishness. Like, if Dooku could have found a way to, you know, turn this thing to his advantage and screw you, Palpatine, he totally mm. would have done that. You know, yeah. I mean? it's not like it's not like there's a bond or an allegiance there like there like there is between like a Jedi and his Padawan. to where Like, I got your back no matter yeah. what. It's I'm going to do my thing. And the other piece is, is, like I said, he was a Jedi. Like, there, there yeah. depending on how things clicked into place. Yeah, he might have been trying to, you know, lure Obi-Wan over to his side. But had things played out a certain way, there maybe could have been some some redemption, some resolution. In any case, if I mean, Palpatine's whole thing. The whole, the whole, way, the whole pl- plot for his thing to work out well was to orchestrate this big conflict, have it, you know, become galaxy-wide in a, in a major threat, and then have it resolved so that he is the hero and or have it get so bad that he's got to declare himself emperor. Some way he's got to play it to the populace that he's the hero in all this. And if Dooku would have made it so that it didn't go to war, that kind of takes out the whole galaxy-spanning threat. Which kind of undercuts that? Like it could have gone a different way.
1: But it, it ultimately, it's still. I just. I never got it until this time around that Palpatine was in charge of both.
0: He basically, as the.
1: What, what's it? Sidious? Is that his uh, emperor name? Was he Darth Sidious, or was that a previous version or something?
0: Yes, Darth, Darth Sidious is his is his uh,
1: Sith name, and he's working with the Separatists as Darth Sidious, and he's working as Palpatine with the actual. Republic. So he's in control both with his aliases,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, all right. Well, that's I didn't catch that until this this movie. Yeah, at like the global commander type levels. Like, obviously, he's not orchestrating individual battles. Those are going to go the way it is. You know, the various generals on either side are doing stuff. But in the overall grand overarching scheme of things, he's 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 the puppet master pulling the strings on that on that. All right. So that's it. And that's where we're at.
1: And I think the end of this. At the end of this, basically, Doku is, or Duku, or however you want to pronounce him, he's gone. We have these, ba- ba- which, by the way, the the whole revealing of the clones in the sequence was awesome to me because they show up looking like stormtroopers and you're like holy crap the stormtroopers are actually the good guys and i just remember that being like a huge Mm -hmm. revelation and you kind of referenced that too that we thought obi-wan was fighting against clones in episode four where it turns out no the stormtroopers are actually the good guys and then you slowly since we've seen the original movies we're like oh
0: wow this is crazy you know it's
1: kind of like yeah because it was a bit eye-opening
0: yeah, because it's just called the Clone Wars. At no point did they mm-hmm. say, oh, when we were fighting against the clones, or with the clones, and I think the other piece to mention before we, we break up this party, which is something of a reveal, is the Separatists had the Death Star plans, and that was something that I often forget or overlook, that I, that it you know, struck me on the latest rewatch. Yeah, they re-watch did mention that. Is, yeah. is the, you know, the Geonosians are like, oh, we've got this, they, they can't get a hold of the plans, the secret weapon, and they give it to Dooku, and he takes it back to Sidious, and he says, "Okay, we're gonna. I'll take this away somewhere so it won't, you know, get get found." But they they you know, sort of give the little foreshadowing of the Death Star, which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah. So that's uh.
1: Overall, I thought it was a good movie. I think it came out as a uh, as a solid watch. I'd watch it again. And and when somebody asks me what I think, Attack of the Clones, I'm gonna say, "Hey, this is a. Fan- I thought it was a fantastic movie. And and the way I grade it." Uh, I even went on IMDb the other day, and I went on, and I think I gave it a seven out of ten, which is I think is pretty decent, you know. Um no, seven I, out of ten. I think to I would me, agree. Maybe on the verge of an eight if if I'm in the right mood. Yeah, I think I can agree
0: with that. It's a good movie. It's it stands on its own pretty well, I think. You know, it is like like most Star Wars films, the middle movie of any given trilogy leaves a little bit of a cliffhanger piece to it. Like you can't really just watch it and only it, and have it really work, but. It's still a, it's still a good film. Definitely connects the dots between the the one before it and the one after it, and it was just an enjoyable watch. Yeah,
1: so I think uh, I would recommend it. And and Hunter right off the get go was like, all right, let's watch the next one. And I'm like, Hunter, it's like 11:30 at night.
0: So <laughs> so
1: I mean, but when you say when you when you have a movie that says, hey, I want to watch the next one, that's pretty good. That that's saying, oh, hey, yeah, we've done our story, now we want to see how it concludes. So and that's exactly what we're gonna do in the next uh, spoiling Star Wars. We are going to talk about uh, revenge. Of the Sith, which is episode three. And I believe this was a long one. I believe, if my memory serves me correct, this is a longer film. So, yeah, we will have our, I'll have to not take notes, but I'm allowed to take notes. So, probably will take notes.
0: That's, uh, that's rule, um, I think 157 is sure. the, the, the Padawan is permitted to take notes. That's fantastic. And, <laughs> and,
1: uh, one, one rule, I believe, one, 185 the final rule is all you people out there go like subscribe you know find the todd that is rule 185 in the yes. sacred jedi text so any
0: lasting thoughts todd no i i think i think that 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 covers uh most if not all of it and uh thank you eric for your commentary listeners thanks for listening and, and remember no droid football uh and until next time i hope you all have a good one Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at casttodd or email via toddcastpodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file, or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast.